0: Lock Talk
1: Radio. I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know tonight you got faith got in your trial, in your test, in your hard time. Don't...
0: Good evening. I'm Hezekiah L. Montgomery, host of The Man in the Mirror. And tonight I'm truly excited about our topic. How many layers must be peeled before you get it? The show is open forum. If you want to chime in, just chime in by pressing the number one on your phone. And without further ado, let me bring on our co-host, the lovely Michelle Johnson. Welcome back to the show, Michelle.
2: Thank you, Hezekiah. So glad to be back. Can't wait to get started with today's topic.
0: Excellent. What I'm going to do before we start, we are definitely going to open with prayer because tonight's show is an interesting one that will help everyone. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our lying down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blog talk shows that are out there on the Internet, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the man in the mirror, Lord. We just ask you to bless those who have been listening, bless those who have been learning, bless those who have been applying, and just give us, help us just to say the right things, Um, listen to the people tonight, Lord, and just have your way throughout this show. We ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Tonight's topic is, how many layers must be peeled before you get it? And, um, I am actually going to do a couple intros. And tonight's notes say, when the prophet Nathan went to King David, To rebuke him David didn't even realize what was going on to the end of the parable God has a way of using parables to show us a lesson parables are basically modern stories and modern times to make us say aha got it that's the same thing Nathan did to our beloved King David he told him one about someone who took something that belonged to someone else or stole it and David got furious so after Nathan revealed the truth to the king then came repentance now wow that's a story but it's not ending there let's look at an onion an onion has many layers but in order for us to get to the part of the onion that we like well that you like I don't like onions myself we have to peel the skin off, then peel a little more till we get to the part that we like. Well, that's what happened to King David, and that's what God does to us. He allows things to happen to us until there comes a point where we have to start peeling layers of sin off of us till we get to the real us. And basically, that's what actually happened to David. And what I'm going to do is um read the direct direct from the bible so we actually can get the direct word of god this is found in second samuel chapter 13 i mean sorry second samuel chapter 12 verses 1 to 13 the lord sent Nathan to David when he came to him he said there were two men in a certain town one rich and the other poor The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now the traveler came to the rich man, but but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him instead he took the new lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one he had come to the one who had come to him david burned with anger against the man and said to nathan as surely as the lord lives, this man who did this must die you must pay for that lamb he must pay for that lamb four times over because he had had did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house to you and your master's wives in your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this land had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Amorites. I'm sorry of the Ammonites now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despise me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one of the, the one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but will do this thing. But I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die, but because by doing this you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the, the, the son born to you will die. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife, was born to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent night nights lying in a sackcloth on the ground. The elder of the household stood beside him to to get him up from the ground, but he refused and he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's attendants were afraid to tell him what the that the child was dead they thought while the child was still alive he would listen he would listen to us we spoke to him how can we now tell him that the child is dead he may do something desperate David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves and realized the child was dead Is the child dead he asked yes they replied he is dead then David got up from the ground after he had washed put on his um, lotions and changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. His attendants asked him, why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now the child is dead. You get up and eat. He answered, while the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and made love to her. She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him, and because the Lord loved him, he sent words through Nathan, the prophet, to name him Dedediah. So now we see what went on with David as he was going through in his life. As he sinned, you know, we they discussed the sin of Bathsheba. The Lord said that he gave from everything in the land and you know he wouldn't accept anything from David then after you know his adultery he actually did murder and he thought well he was going to try to sweep all of this under you know the rug as we would say but the Lord had something different in mind he sent someone one of his prophets to go confront David about what had happened, and as I said, as we read in the episode in our episode notes, God sent Nathan to rebuke David um so with that said, I can actually attest that when I was going through it in my life and um as David sinning and thinking I'm getting away with it but the Lord had to actually pull those layers of sin off of David so David would be able to repent so David will be able to come back to him so David will be able to confess yes here I here I am I messed up because Nathan told him Everything that God says will ha- is going to happen to you will happen, and David really didn't want that to happen. Yes, he wanted the baby, he wanted his son to live. But as he was fasting, as he was praying, as he was talking, those layers were being pulled off of him one by one. His, you know, the people that were working for him didn't understand what was going on they were they were actually scared to talk to him because they didn't know if the baby was going to live or if the baby was going to die. But that's what God did to me. when I was going through, He basically was pulling layers and layers and layers and layers. Um, and as we all know, when we start peeling onion, then the crying starts to happen. you know, then you know you know from the you know from the onions, so that things that are happening to us are going to make us, you know, emotions start to build up, you know, physical things start to happen to us until we can get to where God wants us to be. Um, any comments, Michelle?
2: Well, I just think that when we're talking about, you know, peeling back these layers, and and I wanted to kind of say that until we discuss, you know, more about these layers, but... Uh, when we're talking about that, it's something that we're trying to get to, you know, in the end. There's a reason why why those layers need to be pulled off. And um, as we're talking more about these layers that we're peeling off, um, just wanted everybody to kind of keep that in mind, that, that there's something that we're trying to get to in the end.
0: Excellent, and I want people to realize that you may not even know that those layers are there, because um, just in my own life, Satan is very cunning. When we get caught, you know, when we think this is a good thing that we're doing, um, even down to you know, you know, even down to the smallest sin there is, you know, it starts to build up. If you accept, if you start doing it, that's the first layer. I think nothing was happening to it, to almost, we can say, if you stole a penny. Okay, I didn't get caught. Fine. That's the first layer. And then, you know, since you got away with that, with cents, then we start saying, then we start saying, okay, I'll, you know, go up for a few more cents. Then we work on, instead of penny, now we're still on quarters, nickels, and dimes. Got away with that. Second layer. Then you go from cents dot to um, nickels, dimes, and quarters. Then we up to start and say, "Okay, I can steal a dollar." Okay, you got away with the dollar. No one even noticed the dollar was gone. So if you get what I'm talking about, you're starting to build those layers up around your life. Where okay, now I'm I went from a dollar to five dollars. From five dollars. $10, from $10 on, or then what happens is you start to become almost blind to what you're doing, and we have to be careful of that because we can get caught up, you know, in sin, and we can become almost like that onion but there's so much going on and so much surrounding us that it's almost you become thick-headed or you become blind to sin and God—that is something that God doesn't want us to go through, because in His in His sight, sin has no real—you know—sin cannot be in the sight of God. Sin cannot stand before God. That's why He um, puts the word out there: we confess our sins. He is faithful and just, forgives us our sins, and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So. Um, God, David was anointed by God, but David messed up. We all have our anointing. We all have our calling, but David messed up. And one thing I love about the story of David, that David was high-strung. So, you know, he, you know, after he heard the story, he was ready to go, well, oh, you know, what's going on here? I need to go see what, you know, we need to take care of this. David was high-strung. But then the truth, which you thought was hidden, and Michelle, how many of us think that we're getting away with something when we're doing it?
2: We usually all think it <laughs> at first.
0: <laughs> you know, we think nobody's seen it. You know, or seen what we were doing. No one. You know, we're doing this, and nobody. You know, we're trying to be discreet about it. We're trying to hide it. You know, but as the saying, "What's done in the dark comes out in the light." So, yeah, anytime time that we think we're getting away with it, you're basically not. And that's what we have to be careful about because God, sooner or later, is going to allow us, because he doesn't make us, but he is going to allow, after it builds up, he's going to allow, he's going to say, okay, it's time. And just like that onion, it's time for the peeling. For the healing it's time to take okay we need to get rid of this anger we need to get rid of this sexual immorality you know we need to stop peeling and many times people don't want to be peeled we don't want to be peeled we sometimes we want to keep these layers on and think okay it's a good thing you know but we got to realize when we have these layers on it's not always a good thing because God is trying to turn us into something new and use us. Because if we think about it, after you know we get to the the meat of the onion that we want, then it can be used for a good thing for those that like onions in their food. You know, then we could be used by God once he gets us to the point where he wants us to be. But he has to continue taking after the layer after the layer and at a layer. And many times we all know, and as I said earlier, when we start peeling those onions, you know, there's an effect that happens in our eyes. We start, you know, tearing. And we, you know, we're trying to speed through the process. And sometimes it's not a good thing to speed through the process. So that's why, you know, as we're going through, he'll take one layer off. All right. You know, that didn't hurt much. But then, He'll start taking another layer off. That really didn't hurt as much as either. But as those as we go through the process, because he's processing us now, as we're basically going through the process, he has to get to the meat of what's good the issues he's taken each each of those sin issues out of our lives so he can so we can stand before him as the holy individual that he wants us to be. Because it also says in the word be holy for I am holy. So we can't be holy when we have all these layers of stuff on us and we walk in and, you know, we walk before Him rag because sin cannot stand in the sight of God. And that's why he wants to start peeling this stuff, taking this stuff out of our lives, taking this stuff off of us so we can, you know, by the time we get finished, we are, you know, those it who, onions in their salad so when he gets finished with us we'll be ready to go with his salad of life here starts on his will that he will want us to do because there's not too many people that will either eat an onion with uh, all the skin and wrappers on it because you know am i am i right michelle
2: exactly and we have to we have to look at it this way um i believe it's in galatians i want to say Um, that is uh, where it's talking about the the flesh being crucified. So the flesh being crucified means it's being killed. And when you look at something, when something um, dies, it starts, and not to be too, you know, too graphic or whatever, but I'm just trying to get this point across. So when something dies, it starts to deteriorate. And so, if we look at it like that, you know, if we are accepting Christ and so now our our flesh is being crucified by the word of God, and by us accepting Christ as our savior, the flesh is constantly being crucified, which means it's being killed, so that means we we're walking around if you want to look at it in the literal term, we're walking around with with dead flesh hanging off of our body. And so we need to get that off of us. And the more that dead flesh we take off, the more we get down to the the new fresh us. And that's what we are really looking to get to. So we need to take that 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 flesh because it's dead. It's dead, it's dying. You know, day by day, the flesh is being crucified more and more, uh, especially if we are growing in Christ. And so we need to remove the dead in order to get to what's underneath. And you can you can look like we're talking about the onions. So if anybody's ever had an onion, which I'm sure is um, in, in your fridge maybe, um, I've, you know, not used onions for a while and gone back and all of a sudden, I see the onion, and it looks shriveled, and it looks, you know, terrible on the outside. So if it's not too bad, you know, I'll say, okay, let me peel it back and see if I can get mm-hmm. to fresh peace.
0: Right.
2: And so once you peel back a few layers the, the, of, the of the onion that have, you know, maybe been exposed to the elements too long or whatever, whatever the reason is is look shrivelled or whatever once you peel that back, then you start seeing nice, fresh you know onion there that you could actually use that's good for something
0: excellent. That, that is actually the um, best analogy of the night. And I have another one um, that the Lord just gave me, not just about the onion, about something else. Um, but you're listening live through The Man in the Mirror with Jessica uh, Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. And um, the guest call in line will be 917-889-2271. And if you have a question um, for our discussion tonight, press number one on your phone and tonight, we're talking about how many layers must be peeled before you get it. And as we're moving on, um, we're almost near the half point of our show. The Lord just told me it's almost the same as um, everybody sees a diamond, you know, when diamonds are a world's best friend, as they say. And um, But no one wants to see where the diamond came from. Because if you really look at a diamond, a di- where the diamond was began, it's just another analogy. The diamond came from a piece of coal that was pressurized and, pressurized and pressurized and pressurized and pressurized and then chipped away piece by piece. If you give a woman a piece of coal, and ladies, if a man gave you a piece of coal and said, you know, this is, this is for you what, would you, what would your response be?
2: Okay, I'm not sure if I understand so say
0: it again if I, if, I, if a man gave you a piece of coal, but we know inside that coal that you know that's where a diamond actually comes from. What would your response be? You want diamonds, but he gave you a piece of coal a piece of coal
1: <laughs> you're looking <laughs> I,
0: like
2: you'
0: you're looking my, like crazy right
2: little, little shock
0: you'll be a little shocked right you'll be a little shocked, but if we wait long enough, we probably it you know, may take years, but we got to realize as that, that as that coal piece of coal is in the coal mine or where, you know wherever they get them, and as they're chipping away and they start chipping away at pieces of that coal, almost like peeling away, peeling, chipping, same, and all of a sudden inside that piece of coal is a diamond. So it's the same process. We have to start chipping away, peeling away going through the process, uh, put, you know, all that, out. no coal does not look, uh, when it, when you think about that coal inside that coal with a, a diamond, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, you will be shocked. You're like, uh have that, you know, that dumbfounded look on your face. But as we're chipping, as we're peeling, as we're getting all that stuff, and as you said in your analogy, you know, it was in a refrigerator for a minute, so you had to actually... Stop peeling at it, and it may not be much left. Uh, we had our, our, our special friend uh, Maria Wall sitting in chat. And, Wait a minute, the cold are turning and diamond? Nah, nah, that takes too long. I will bust him in the head with it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's our I mean, God lover. That's our Maria. That's our special friend. Our very special friend, see Maria Wall. No more uh,
1: violence. No more violence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I you know, as I was saying, we have to. We don't want to. Just like our children, when they're going through. We have to start working on them. They don't like it. They hesitate. We hesitate. They argue and complain. We argue and complain. But God does the same thing with us. We have to understand that as these layers are being pulled off, it's a good thing. You know, sometimes we don't want to let go of that, You know, that bad relationship that we know we shouldn't be in, that's a layer. Or that bad habit that we know that we shouldn't be doing, that's a layer. Or hanging around the wrong people that we shouldn't be hanging around with, that's a layer. Or you can name millions of things that we know that we should stop doing or start peeling out of our lives. We don't want to do it. Because we get so complacent, and we we get we start accepting it, but we don't want to let it go. Many times we don't want to let it go.
2: And since you since you went um, there, I would love to read a little bit of. uh, If I looked up here, Ephesians four. Starting at verse um, seventeen so you're talking about you know these layers and what they can be so I, w- I kind of wanted to touch on the um, the layers and what they could be and then also what it is you're trying to once you peel those layers off what it is you're trying to expose you know that that those new layers that you're trying to expose what they should kind of look like. So Ephesians 4, 17, it says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sin." sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with Mm the truth of Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted, say that again. I'm sorry, I thought you were saying
0: something.
2: Okay. Which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must feel steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So it's actually a lot dealing with these layers the ones we need to take off, and the ones that we're trying to reveal. So we have to keep that in mind. You know, the, those layers that we're taking off, it's a, it's a lot going on there, your anger, you know, being backbiters, you know, the giving yourselves over to lust, all kind of things, being greedy, being mean to your neighbor. And that's, you know, that's something people do every day, speaking truthfully. You know, these are things people do every day, even even um, those who have accepted Christ. You know, we're, none of us are perfect, so let's get that out the way right now. So we're not saying you mm-hmm. must be perfect. No one is saying you must be perfect. The Lord knows that we're not perfect, each and every last one of us. But if we did not spend each and every day trying to move forward in these precepts that I just read and trying to operate in this manner, then, you know, who are we really fooling? Because God knows.
0: Right? You are a preacher. You're up there preaching tonight, sister. You're up there <laughs> preaching tonight. Yeah, we, you know, we have to, and I like what you said, we have to put on We have to get rid of those layers so we can get down to the things that need to be revealed. That's the meat, the meat of the onion. Many people don't think that, you know, that's the meat that people, that God wants to shine. You know, those, you know, the fruits of the spirit are the things that's within all of that that God talks about. Um, And he goes on and talks about that in Ephesians, if I'm correct. I may be. He talks. He does talk about what are the fruits of the spirit, spirit as we um, or that's in Philippians. But these are things that Christ wants the people to see in us. So I definitely appreciate that. Again, we I'm um, live with a man in the mirror with um, your host Ezekiel Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. You can call in at nine one seven eight eight nine two two. Um, press number one on your phone if you um, have a comment. or. Um, and my buddy, C. Maria Wall, again, she gave us an analogy, and I'll read that. Um, she said a better analogy would have been a pearl in the oyster. To look at the oyster is not very appealing, but the prize inside may may need some prying to get to this is a very different perspective. And she is correct. Because women love pearls as well, but if they had to go, if they see where the pearls came from, uh, I don't think they would be ready just to put a bunch of oysters around their neck. But if we go through the process of prying that oyster open when it's ready, and the inside is the prize, that's the same as you said. You know, when that with that um. Onion didn't look appealing, especially if it was, you know, going through for a minute, then sitting there for a minute. But, you know, the more you peeled, the better it started, it started looking. The more you peeled, the better it started looking. The more you, you know, get the o- oyster when it's just right, I I bet you that you'll have the best looking pearl there was, and it's worth more, you know, than anything, you know, because these are just different perspectives for us to realize You know, when God is trying to, um, you know, as she read, as Michelle was reading, it was instructions for Christian living. It's not easy. On your job, out among your friends, Christian living is not easy. We go through it. You know, we have our good days. Yeah, I mean, it's it. And we have those bad days, but when you get back to work, it's a whole different story. You know, and and I and I know, I'm, you know, people will test you as Christians. They test us. They, you know, think that we're just because we're Christians that hey, that you know we don't, you know, that we don't have any feelings or emotions. But as I always try to tell people now, that God is not a um, God of emotions. We have to keep our emotions in check. Is it easy? No, that's a layer. <laughs> that's one of those hard layers around keeping those emotions in check. What do you think, um, Michelle?
2: Yeah, I, I think that a lot of times we are led by our emotions with all the different things. I mean, if we could take emotions and just put them off to the side, unfortunately, it's not quite that easy. <laughs> but if we could, we'd be a whole lot better off because when we get in our emotions, you know, we we make decisions, our actions, they're without forethought. We don't, you know, think about what we're doing. We just do, and we're running off of our emotions. So we're not caring. And I won't even say we don't care, but we're letting the emotion lead us and and um, take care of what is coming out of our mouth or what actions we're taking or how we're treating people. So when we're being led and flung about with our emotions that can go up and down, left and right at any given moment, then we there is no way that we can bring any glory to God by doing that.
0: Yeah.
2: So we yeah. have to really be careful with that, uh and not be, you know, led by our emotions. The the Bible does not say we cannot have emotion. The Bible that, and I think some sometimes, you know, when people Honestly, I think it's a cop-out sometimes when people don't want to live by the word. You know, they try to combat the word. And so they, you know, they're saying, well, we're human. We're going to have emotions and, you know, whatever, whatever. But I've heard people say that. But the thing isn't that that the Bible told us we're not allowed to have emotions. What it said is do not act on those emotions because the Lord already knows what kind of things can come out of our acting out of emotion. So all he's saying is don't act on the emotion. Have them. We all have emotions, but don't act. Don't let that lead you. You should be led by the spirit and not by your emotions.
0: Amen. And with that said, um, we're going to, again, mention you're listening aloud to The Man in the Mirror with Hezekiah Montgomery, your host and co-host, Michelle Johnson. We're going to take a few minutes break, but before, we're going to have a note from our supporters, which are music instruction for all learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionfal.com. And another is one of our best sponsors, Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project, and their website is www.curvyboss.com. We will back in a few minutes if you sign on at the call in number again, 917 889 2271. Please press the number one if you have any questions or comments about um, this evening's topic. How many layers must be peeled before? You get it.
1: I need To feel my father Smiling on me The only name that Matters to me And yours is for me
0: We are now back live with the Man in the Mirror, with your host Jessica L. Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson. And tonight's broadcast was about how many layers must be peeled before you get it. And sometimes when we go think, we go through things in life, going through, you know, getting going through these layers like an onion. God is trying to peel them off, and He's trying to. He's probably telling us. When are you gonna get it? You know, you're going through all this stuff, and again, he keeps saying, "When are you gonna get it?" And you know, just like we ask our kids, we're teaching them lessons, and we're watching them, and we're trying to figure out, okay, when are they gonna get it? When is it going? When is that light bulb going to come in? So that's what we've been discussing tonight, and it's been, and I've been enjoying it, and I've actually. Um, found something else I want to add, but I want to give a, a shout out a shout-out again to our special um, friend and mentor and, you know, someone who keeps me on track, um, See Maria Walls, tomorrow, um, August 8th, she has her Women's Author Expo 2015 presented by the BBIO Tour, and that is host the time It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it's at the Charles E. Miller Branch Library, 9421 Frederick Road in Ellicott City, Maryland, 21042. So um, we just want to make sure that we give her a shout out because, you know, we're helping to sponsor that. Um, I'm going to be there along with the other authors and some powerful women and, you know, powerful men if they want to come out as well. So we don't want to think of this a man thing. You know, we're going to be there in support. Oh, yes, and she told us make sure that it's going to be in the Avalon room. Thank you, Maria, for that. It's going to be in the Avalon room. And she also said, you know, with registration, and I'll put the registration in there, if I can do that real quick. Um, she has said uh, she has two tickets left. So what we're going to do is do this with the quick way. So, you know, if those who want to actually go in and do it they'll be able to actually um, get a chance. But I'm looking for a great time. I'm definitely looking for a great time so we can actually said, sure go in there and have a good time. I'm sorry?
2: I said I'm sure it's gonna be wonderful. I can't wait.
0: And we're all gonna have a good time. And it's networking, which is very needed, You know, which is good because we all get together and learn from each other and help each other out. But again, <clears throat> I just looked up the um, fruit of the spirit because when we start getting peeled, when we start getting down to those layers in Galatians five twenty two and 23, it says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So they, um, the fruits of the spirit are basically the opposite of what Nichelle was saying. You know, you know, and that it says instructions for Christian living. Yeah, you know, she they tell you instructions for Christian living, but we also have to show some fruit from everything because everything has to be peeled. But I like the onion because onion has one of those that has more layers than you know other you know, fruits or vegetables that we have to really get down to it, really p- peel it to really get to what we want. Be have to cut it up, dice it up, or whatever. And again, God does that with us because he works on us diligently. Other people will give up on you. Other people will, she ain't no good, he ain't no good. Why am I even trying? But we have a God. That will continue being patient, continue pulling that off, pulling this off, working on that, working on this, until he gets it's you, me, anybody to where he wants us to be. You know, many of us write books about what we went through in life many of us you know there are ministers out there preaching about what they went through before God got them to where they were they had to be pilled they had to be you know to, you know God had to really work on them to get them where he wanted them to be you know and we look at our kids again and i like that analogy you know and they 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 can be hard headed knuckle headed whatever but it's like they got to be patient with them. And slowly watch those layers start pulling off to become the young woman of God or young man of God that we know God will have them be. But that's, you know, we can't rush it. You know, sometimes we want to do it like put the water on a, you know, how many knows if a watch pot won't boil? You ever hear that one, Michelle?
2: Yes, definitely.
0: (laughs) I mean, you sitting there watching the pot and wanting, you know, you wanting, something to happen but it's not happening the way that you wanted it so we got to you know we got to be careful as these layers are coming off God is doing a good thing you don't want you to think that as the layers going to come off it's gonna be overnight process no sometimes it takes years I'm sure King David I love his story you know because David was even though he sinned let's not forget David was a man after God's own heart because he repented, because he truly loved God. He just got caught up in life. So don't, you know, chalk anybody off because they get caught up in life. Because if I'm, you know, because it could be you. That's for the grace of God. It could be you. We got to remember that. We can't chalk anybody off. You know, you know, say, oh, they're no good or they're, you know, they won't be nothing. No, because Saul was a man that got that had many layers on him, and God turned him into Paul, who was one of the greatest writers of the New Testament. David was a man who messed up, and, you know, he he was still one of the greatest men because he repented. There are many people out there who repented and turned their wicked ways, turned away and turned back to God, where God was able to still continue and still continue to use them. And their stories are told all, even today. Any comments, Michelle, as we have about eight more minutes, Um, a little under eight minutes before, you know, this episode ends.
2: I just wanted to say, you know, we we really need to make sure that we're not fooling ourselves. And I think I said that earlier about fooling ourselves. But I was actually looking a little further down, and we were reading in uh, Galatians and in chapter six. You know, it says, "Do not do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked." a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life.
0: So it's really
2: just that simple. You know, if we are, so when they're talking about sowing to the flesh, we've been talking about how people give in to their emotions. Well, it's the same thing. They're giving in to their emotions, to their, their needs or their wants. They, um, they are prideful, only worried about themselves, and uh, and that causes you to do all those things that we need to peel off. That's but we are, if we are sowing to please the spirit of God, which is that you know, underneath of all the flesh and and the, and all of, and the sin, is a spirit man that is just waiting to have all that stuff taken, that crap taken off of him, and be able to shine so that people can see that spirit, man. And then that's how people will know you. They will know you by the spirit.
0: Amen. You know, they will know you by your spirit, and they know you. Because um, I know I met an old friend of mine years ago at an event we had this summer. And even though his father was gone, his father had went on, I actually seen his mannerisms, the way he spoke for his father, even though he's gone, still speaking through him and in him because his father was a great influence in his life. And people should be able to see that in us, see our father, see Jesus in us. You know, we, sh- we are living epistles. After all that stuff is peeled off and taken off and, you know, we're in our word, we're studying our word, we're applying the word, people will start to see that. People will know that there's something different about us. We're not that same person that we were before because, then, and don't forget, there are going to be people out there to try to stick you to your past or stick you, you know, try to label you or try to continue to label you, but don't you worry. God got God got you. Something, he said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. When people try to say, well, you didn't change, people like you don't change, that, that's not your worry because if God has taken those layers off of you, has brought you back to him, and you have truly have a repentant heart, you, you will have not a worry in the world, because Satan is always going to be out there. He's going to be using people. You know, you, you know, people. Are going, he's going to be using people to try to bring you down, try to distract you, try to deceive you, and he's going to be working every so often try to bring you back to where you were before. But long, as you know, that you are a new creation, that you're a new creature in Christ. Um, you know that you know with the words that be holy for I am holy,
1: then you know you have
0: nothing to worry about. Um, you know we have a few minutes. I'm going to let Michelle say um, some closing notes, and then um, we will be ending tonight's episode of How Many Layers Must Be Peeled Before You Get It? Any last words, Michelle?
2: I just wanted to say you know this this thing doesn't happen overnight. And so we need to be patient with ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean that we get stuck in our ways and go and say that old adage, which is, you know, God knows my heart while we continue to do the same things over and over again. But we do need to realize that this is a step-by-step process and that the Lord knows that. And so... Work with him like he's trying to work with you. You know, if the Lord was a boss, we'd be coming on a job of absolutely no experience. We wouldn't know anything. We wouldn't know how to do anything, how to get any of the job done. But that boss, if he's a good boss, he's going to take the time to train and instruct you on how to complete your job and he's going to do it a step-by-step, day-by-day. He's not going to expect you to learn the whole job that same day or even the, the next week. He's, going, he's expecting that over time you'll become the, the, the expert at what you do, but first you have to learn, and then you have to start doing the job every day. And that is what we're doing every day in our Christian walk. We we have to go through that period where we're really learning the Word because you can't do something unless you know it. So we go through that time that we're learning the Word and getting that instruction and starting to change the things that we do to follow that instruction. So let's be patient with ourselves, but let's keep working steadily at, living for Christ and not for ourselves.
0: Amen. And I'd like to thank all of you who have been listening in this evening. This was a good show because we went and discussed those layers that we all need to be peeled off to get to the real us. Thank you guys so much for your support. Go to my website at com and sign my guest book so I can, you know, or well, put a note on there so I know who's been listening, and you know what, how you've been enjoying the shows. We're still doing the fundraiser for Rediscovering how to play. Check out my website and hit the GoFundMe link, and it will take you to our backer page. Please support the play, which we've tweaked to be out as soon as we get you know a few more dollars in, and we'll be able to stop. And again, please support the cause. This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off and I'll see you at the Mirror I don't
1: know what you're going through but I want you to know tonight you got faith in your trial in your test in your hard time.